Welcome to Geeks in the Pod. My name is Derek. I'm joined by Alex, Arthur, and Jeff today. Uh, so this is actually not our main segment, but we recorded our episode about a week, week and a half ago. So we weren't really able to kind of capture the big, very tragic news that happened this weekend with the passing of Chadwick Boseman. So we wanted to do just a quick intro where we kind of talk about it, talk about his movies, talk about his influence a little bit on us, and it really, really just talk through this, you know, just for a, a couple minutes. Um, you know, we didn't know the guy. We didn't know him personally. Uh, we really just are influenced through him through, I guess, what he, the persona that he kind of let off in his real life through social media or in the interviews. But also, of course, we, we know his work, right? Um, specifically, probably Black Panther, right? King T'Challa. But I mean, he also played very pivotal black roles like uh, Thurgood Marshall. Jackie Robinson, and who am I forgetting? James Brown. James Brown. James Brown, thank you. He's had a very very short career, if you kind of think about it, but also a very impactful career. I don't know. Do you guys have anything you know that you could say or wanted to say? I like the fact that he was dealing with his own battle with cancer, but he always made time for other people with cancer. So it just kind mm-hmm. of shows to me that he had that kind of camaraderie, that mindset with people that, you know, he didn't necessarily know, but he still felt and cared for them. And I think that shows a lot of his character. Yeah, I definitely, I think a lot of what we've seen the past couple of days are the stories of him, you know, having already learned about his own cancer diagnosis, you know, going to uh, most notably like St. Jude's Hospital to, you know, just meet children and, and be there for those children that are also dealing with cancer i'm guessing that's what you're alluding to yes yeah and we've seen a lot of different kind of uh tributes um the last couple days from you know all of his co-stars and everyone he's worked with and no one has anything bad to say about the guy and um the one kind of overarching theme that i i found a lot of what people have been saying is you know the guy portrayed a king on screen but you know and legends on screen but he himself in his own personal life and the way he acted towards people and around people was very much in that same vein i mean part part of the work that he's done in terms of like selecting the roles and just being able to portray very iconic roles in black history it's really amazing the embodiment of his work uh the ability to just be able to play those roles. And um, part of me hopes that one day other actors, actresses will be able to portray to that same extent uh, of uh, iconic figures in history, um, pop cultural icons, whatnot, by other actors of colors, you know, Uh, especially recently with, uh, obviously, uh, harking back to our discussion on Crazy Rich Asians and all that, you know, the portrayal of Asians within Hollywood. Chadwick Boseman, uh, he was definitely like a pioneer in that regard. And I can only hope that the roles that he's done, um, the life that he's led has uh, opened up doorways or encourages other people of color to uh, push forward the narrative for, uh, you know, minorities in Hollywood. And he wasn't just about, you know, having minorities be present in like Hollywood or on film or TV or theater, like he was very much a proponent of telling the right stories about your culture. Also, if you've like seen his commencement speech at he did in 2018 at, you know, his alma mater, Howard University, 
he talks a lot about some of his early roles having to kind of combat the stereotypical castings that he would find, right? And being very conscious of trying to choose his path and taking those lessons that he learned, he's learned, you know, growing up, but also being at Howard University and pushing that narrative forward for his people, right? His culture. And I found that very commendable. I also find that I think, uh, Alex, you've hit on uh, definitely on a nerve that I, I wanted to discuss a little bit is that I know that, you know, a, a movie like Black Panther was very big for the black community. But, you know, us not being a part of that community, but still being a part of a minority community, I still felt the influence of that movie. Like, I don't know about you guys, but watching that movie showed me like, man, there is so many opportunities for people of color to direct, to lead, to to be strong, like, superhero characters. So I, I definitely appreciate that aspect about that movie, too. Yeah. That it, it doesn't... It doesn't just cover the black community. I think it covers just all people of color. Yeah. I think something that is kind of a controversial topic is race right now, especially. And I'd like to point back to how he treated a white man in his own kingdom, right? In Wakanda, in that movie. You brought a very good point. And he doesn't ostracize him in any way. He doesn't treat him wrongly. His family wants to imprison him. And he said, no, like, that's not the way that we should conduct ourselves. And so as a king, he did what was right. And I feel like that's exactly what his character is all the time. I think he just does what is right. And I think that especially in this time where, you know, it's kind of a big deal, all these issues that we're having in the world with race, I think we just forget sometimes that regardless of what race you are, regardless of who you are, we should do the right thing. And I think that's something that's a testament to just his life in general. Yeah. Jeff, I did want to ask you this. He was diagnosed at 39, right? Because it was, he's been battling it for four years. That's a pretty early diagnosis, right? Yeah, I think, um, uh, I mean, obviously, he, without knowing more information, and he, he, he was very quiet about the whole diagnosis mm-hmm. and everything like that, even though he was huge on, you know, trying to uh, just be supportive to that community. But yeah, he's a really young, I mean, he, he was diagnosed with, I think, stage three colon cancer, which is mm-hmm. uh, colon cancer that spread to some degree back in 2016. And un- unfortunately, it seemed to progress quite a bit in the, in the last four years. Um, so yeah, he's a really young guy. I think it's one of those things that from the healthcare standpoint, it's just sort of um, um, see your doctors, uh, make sure you follow up, make sure you check in. Just you know, you never know. Some maybe this is something that uh, for other people, uh, just kind of a wake up call that maybe this is something that they can catch earlier on uh, for some folks. Obviously, it's not for everybody, and his circumstances are unique to him. But uh, it definitely is a it's an eye opener. Yeah, I mean, I think what it used to be. F- 50 right was kind of the the age range for males or like the 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 least the minimum threshold yeah i think the general the general consensus for most for the medical community is mostly 50 years of age for vast majority of people but again you have to take into the account of just you know history and you know perhaps something that was ran in his family or something like that 
So that's just yeah. something to keep in mind. Again, it, it just it, it's important just to kind of make sure you kind of see a doctor every once in a while. Talk about some of those things just to make sure you're kind of covered. Yeah, I mean, if you're worried, talk talk to your family. Like, figure out if you have a a history of it, right? Or if you're really worried, go talk to your doctor. I mean, one of the first things I did was like, I asked my dad, like, have you had your colon check, you know, uh, recently? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, I, I, it's really unfortunate that it's kind of times like these that kind of force us to, you know, think, think about those things when we maybe already should be. And we're not saying that he didn't and it, he didn't do the right thing in that regard. You know what I mean? Like it, his circumstances, his, I mean, you brought up a good point. Like this was very private. That, that was one of the more shocking things about this was that. I think it took everyone by surprise, even his his directors, his co-stars, you know, like it, there isn't really word or there really isn't much going around like, hey, who knew or who didn't? And that's not the point, but it does seem like he was very private about it and, you know, kept it to himself, kept it within his family and it definitely shocked the world in that regard. I think uh, one of the, the best ways to kind of to honor him is to kind of to hopefully live like like art is trying to say like kind of live um the way he his characters came off but also how he he seemed to live his life you know uh another great way to honor him is definitely just to go out there and maybe seek out his work um i know you know you can watch black panther on disney plus you can watch uh get on up on hbo max you can watch the five bloods on netflix right and he does have one more movie coming out i believe on netflix is uh, ma rooney's black bottom I think he's not going to be forgotten in a very long time or maybe ever. This is definitely one that stings, right? Uh, for for a year that has been pretty shitty already and we've already lost other great sports figures and actors and singers. And so, I mean, this definitely is one that stands out to me, though. Uh, but yeah, we just, like I said, wanted to just give our, our quick thoughts and um, we... Of, of course, our thoughts and prayers are, are going out to to his family. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into our main topic. Wakanda forever, am I right, guys? Yeah, dude, Chadwick Boseman forever, forever. Chadwick Boseman forever, definitely forever. Welcome back to Geeks in a Pod. You're joining us for the first time each week we debate and discuss a topic as it pertains to movies, television, and all things media. My name is Derek Wong. With me today is... Art Chow. Hey, this is Jeff. And Brandon Lee. In honor of the return of movie theaters, hopefully, and the release of Marvel slash MCU's question mark, New Mutants, uh, this week we are going to be creating the Geeks in a Pod list of the top 10 marvel movies now these are going to be non-mcu marvel movies right in honor of new mutants and the it being kind of basically the last i guess non-mcu x-men movie in, in a way right like i said talking about the movies that fall under the kind of overarching marvel brand but not necessarily under the banner of the the mcus so right we're, we're gonna forego the the iron man's the captain america's the avenger movies but Hopefully, we'll have that discussion at a later time. But before we get into our main topic, let's get into a just a really, really quick news update. So we did find out more information on the Mulan release on Disney Plus. 
what's going to happen with that is that it's actually going to be released on September 4th at a premium price of $30. If you want to watch it first day before um, anyone that doesn't pay the premium price. But we did learn that it will be eventually released on Disney Plus for all users. They haven't released what date that's going to be. But, you know, our discussion last week about being locked behind a paywall, it kind of is. It's more of just a temporary paywall. And I guess, you know, if you don't pay that $30, eventually you'll do the art method and and just uh, uh, wait it out and, and you'll get to watch it. And then also a quick update on that is also that it's it's not just going to be released on Disney Plus. You're also going to be able to rent it like on any other kind of VOD platform like you can on on Apple, on Google Play Store and I believe Amazon. So you don't have to have a Disney Plus subscription to watch Mulan. You still can pay the 30 bucks and watch it on one of those platforms. Yeah, I think they're pushing pretty hard to monetize it, considering the loss of the theater theatrical release. Plus, Disney is the one that released movies anywhere. So for them, I think it's a it's a win-win either way, as long as someone buys it on VOD. Also, we, we got some responses to our uh, first episode, our top 10 movies of the 2010s, where we kind of ranked each year and kind of picked a movie to represent each year in the 2010s. Uh, because Brandon wasn't on that episode, we'd like to also invite Brandon. Did you, did you have your own list that you can kind of spat out right now real quick? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, without you guys throwing anything at me. because I, I know, know, right? We had to compile a list, and you get luckily enough just say your list. I, I know, yeah. You guys, sorry, sorry. All right, here. I'm going to rattle it off, and then you can give me the heat afterwards. So tw- 2010 Social Network, that was a no-brainer for me. 2011, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. 2012, The Avengers. 2013, Prisoners. 2014, Gone Girl. 2015, Green Room. 2016, Cap 3, so Civil War. 2017, Wind River. 2018, Halloween. 2019, John Wick 3, Parabellum. And 2020, The Invisible Man. <laughs> well, we don't have 2020 yet, so yikes! Well, oh, we can, no, we can it's 2020 is a wrap. I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, 20, hard 20, boo on the whatever came, whatever came out from January to March. I don't think you're giving enough respect to Sonic the Hedgehog here. Yes, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> agreed. Hard no on the Invisible they Man. They redid the entire design. <laughs> no, I mean to defend Brandon's choice, <laughs> the Invisible Man is actually a pr- pretty good movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's uh no, there is more to come out this year. I mean, we got like tenants. I mean, that's kind of the big one, right? That's in the back of everyone's minds. And so we got Mulan. We got we got would you cut it with the Mulan, all right? I'm not paying <laughs> thirty bucks for it. All right. We got a pair I mean we got a new trailer for Death on the Nile that's supposed to come out in October. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. All right, all right. That could be yep. good. So anyway, that's my list and uh there you go. I, I I'm I respect the social network love. <laughs> oh yeah big time yeah and we definitely you got you definitely had some choices that we didn't have so i i definitely respect that i like that let's get to some of these kind of uh audience reactions anything stick out to you guys per se i think there's some really obscure films that we didn't take into account i, I don't know about most other people but i tend to watch the more quote-unquote popular films you know i'm mm-hmm. just your casual viewer so you know social network you know was widely fairly widely released but i'm actually surprised to see some number ones like Things like Shutter Island, Animal Kingdom, yeah, uh, poetry. You know, these are yeah. not low budget indie films, but at the same time, they're pretty obscure. 
Yeah, I think poetry and uh, Animal Kingdom. I really had to look up because I didn't recall it at all. Poetry's not even poetry's not even an American made movie. That's um, Korean, I think. Mm. I like Inception. Thank you, Samu. These are kind of the people that I mean. I put I compiled a list for you guys to look at. That these are kind of the the people that have agreed to let me share their list, but also share their names. These are just a handful, right? We had other people respond, and I mean, Inception was definitely one that was uh, highly contested. A lot of people did say Inception was their favorite for 2010. That's right. Got a lot of Nolan fans out there. But I am happy to see like, you know, uh, Whiplash for uh, 2014, mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies. I like seeing like Perks of Being a Wallflower definitely is one of my favorite movies. Yes, absolutely. I respect that Phantom Thread. I respect it. Yes, I didn't vote yeah. for it, but I respect it. <laughs> yep. Zachary's List, I mean, I've, the lighthouse and, and he has the lighthouse and he has the witch. So definitely the guy's a Robert Eggers fan hmm. uh, for sure. Matt's list. I mean, the master inside Lou and Davis, I love. So, I mean, I, I respect all these lists. I mean, uh, we also got a lot of 2019 as parasite. So yeah, I saw that. I didn't get the support that I felt it, it needed, but it's, it's fine guys, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just uh, thank you guys for uh, everyone who's kind of uh, uh, brought up the list and, and all, all these kind of different selections. And it showed me like the kind of there was definitely some overlaps, but then there's definitely some, you know, movies that we didn't consider or we we talked about, but then we just went a different way. So I, I definitely respect everyone's kind of uh, the choices in, in that regard. Yeah, uh, definitely Matt's list. Silence. I think that one was a very interesting to- choice. It's a good movie, really interesting, and really not like seen in history. So being a history major, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was a very, very good movie. Everyone turned out an awesome performance in that movie. And yeah. I feel like uh, it, it flew under the radar for just the, um, the, the usual moviegoer. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into our main topic today then. So how today's episode is going to work is as follows. We are going to debate in two rounds. The first round, we are going to quickly, and I emphasize quickly, guys, evaluate each movie on on our list that we've created. Each geek is going to be allowed one of three actions. You're going to be able to vote for the movie to make it to the final top 10 list, or you're not completely convinced that it should be on the top 10 list yet. So you can vote to basically add it to what we call the four-year consideration list which will get debated in the second round. Or you can vote to eliminate the movie altogether from the discussion. If a movie gets all four of us to go into the final list, it gets shot straight to the final list and that'll be part of the top 10 list. If a movie gets three final list or for your consideration votes, that means we'll move on to the second round with it and, and debate it further. Uh, if a movie doesn't get either of these, then we'll just eliminate it totally. Once we go through all the movies, we'll go into the second round where we'll debate the ones that are in the force your consideration pile. And at this point, we'll change up the rules a little bit just so that it doesn't need a complete consensus, but at least three of us have vote yes to move in the top 10 list, then it will go into the top 10 list. So our list is, it goes all the way back to 1986 with Howard the Duck all the way to 2019's Dark Phoenix. So we'll start with Howard the Duck. I'm going to start here. This is a nay. I've never seen this. I don't particularly think it's it's highly regarded, so I'm going with nay. Anybody else? That's a strong nay, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> Maybe not. Just thinking about it. Is Did you it actually watch this? I watched it. Oh, my God. 
All right, I'm going to do the next two as a, as, a, as a pair also, because let's be honest, I'm guessing both these are going to be nay. 1989's The Punisher and 1990's Captain America. I've seen 1990's Captain America, and that is a strong nay. I have not seen The Punisher, so that's still going to be a nay for me. Dolph Lundgren. So I'm... good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not really, you know, when you think of a top-tier <laughs> actor, you don't think of Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> but so... a very intelligent actor. That guy apparently has like a master's or a PhD in something. Yeah, PhD in, in physics. Something. Yeah, in yeah. physics. Yeah, I thought it was chemistry. Uh, I believe it is chemistry and physics. I he think, might have been I a double major. Chemical, I think it's chemical engineering. Either way, mm. Dolph Lundgren, Captain America. <laughs> We're no. debating on what degree Dolph Lundgren is. <laughs> <laughs> Master's degree in chemical engineering, yes. <laughs> All right, let's, let's uh, move this. Okay, 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 okay. Let's move this on. Can I get another nay for this, please? Nay. That's two. That's two? All right. Be with me, Brandon. Be strong. Dolph these are gone. Uh, the 1998 original Blade. I say for your consideration. <laughs> I actually I like would it. also vote for your consideration. I think it, it kicked off a lot for modern Marvel. What do you think, Art? Oh, yeah, I loved it. I mean, right. I really we'll, like Wesley we'll, we'll Snipes still. That's definitely for your consideration, then. I wanted to come back, dude, as Blade again. I, I'd, like, I'd like that movie to walk in the daylight a little longer in this particular setting. Oh, day- you want it to be a daywalker? <laughs> Whoa. Wow. <laughs> hey, Art's not pulling out the camp today. Someone's got to do it. Boo. <laughs> All right. Uh, 2000s X-Men? Yes. Yes, for your consideration. I think, yes, X-Men will for your consideration. Blade 2, I think it's def- I You know what? Yeah, I'm, I like Blade 2. Blade 2, more. I think the, already belongs on the top 10. Well, I don't know about that, but we can do consideration. All right, then it I... can maybe it can maybe replace Blade One. Let's just move it along. I, I would now. say it's worth considering. Okay, all right. Two thousand two's Spider Man. Hard yes, yes, all right. hard, yes. All right. hard yes as in top ten or hard yes as in no top top no, ten. No, I think opinion. it deserves to be top ten. Yes, a top ten. All right, well, this is going to be for consideration because I don't think it needs to be. I, I don't think right now it's top 10 material yet. Oh, wow. So, wait until you see what we got after this. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shit list from here on in. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. No, 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 no. I think, right, there's, um, I think there's some underrated Just skip the gems. next one. Just skip the next one, please. Oh, well, we're going to say it. 2003's Daredevil? No. I'm, no. That's no, no, no. Right? no. I actually think that film is underrated, but that's just I, me. Uh, you are no. officially out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will just, you know what? I will quickly right say... The, the guy who plays Wilson Fisk, um, what was his name? Uh, he did a good job. I think I liked him. But you don't remember his name. That's how bad it was. No, 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 no. He <laughs> just had, he's passed now. Oh, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, yeah. He's passed away now. You know what I will say about that movie is that I don't think Ben Affleck was bad in that movie. It's not him that's bad. It's just, it's, I think, the script. It's the itself. story. Yeah. yeah it's the, story it's the film itself. Uh, even, he, even he waxes and wanes, in my opinion. But all right. Okay, next is 2003's X2, X-Men United. I think this is, I think this is a top 10. I, I, think I would I put agree. that in a four-year consideration, yeah. You, wait, you think it's four years consideration? I think so for now. It might change later, but yeah. All right, anybody else? I, 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 second, I second that. I second okay. a top 10. Okay. 
Uh, all right, sorry, all right. This is gonna be hard a for you. Two thousand three's Hulk. Uh, <laughs> this is number one. This is my thank hard you. no. See, Brandon, thank you, thank you. <laughs> wait, wait, Brandon. What did you say? This is our number one right here. Thank you, thank you. you Finally, you someone's with me. If this makes it onto the top ten, I'm leaving this podcast. Ooh, Let's do right. it. You know Derek, what? Just be, in the front Derek, of it, I'm me. gonna put it in your first for yes. your frustration. But I am I am gonna really not let that get there. No one likes <laughs> to see Ang Lee's face in CG there. 2004 is the Punisher. I would say for your consideration. I think this film is actually really underrated. Yeah, like it's not a it's not the best film in the franchise or anything. But on its own, it's not awful. Yeah. It's just uh, way too stereotypical. Anybody else? For um, your consideration. I was going to say no, but it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. We need two. We need three for your considerations. Oh, we need three. Okay. So what's your vote on it? My, mine is for your consideration, at least. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Wait, what about you, Brandon? That's fine. I, I agree. I think it's underrated. I don't know. That's fine. Go ahead. For your consideration. Right. We'll revisit it. Yeah. 2004 is Spider-Man 2. This is top 10. Put top it 10. in the top 10. Yeah, just just put it in 10. top 10 already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is our, at least our first one that's made it already in the top 10. Okay. Okay. This next sequence is going to be bad. Uh, oh. 2004 Blade Trinity? No. Nay. Nay. I liked it, but it's not top 10 material. 2005's <laughs> Electra? No. Nay. No. Even harder no. no. 2005's Fantastic Four? No. <sighs> Nay. But the first uh, appearance of Captain America. Or who we will know as Captain America. Yeah. No. But not a I'm good sorry. movie. No. no. He was a great he was a great Johnny Storm. He was just, he, he was, was a fantastic was. Really Johnny him. Storm. Yeah. Uh 2006 X-Men Last Sand? No. Mm-hmm. I mean I liked it, but again, yeah, no. not worth it. 2007 Ghost Rider? Yes. No. Oh my god. The it cage, just gets worse. The cage. <laughs> Put him in the cage. We're going with no with that one, right? Yes. 2007 Spider-Man Three. This is a no. Nobody wants to see Toby dance, dance again. Dance that one right out. Dance, dance it out. That's <laughs> a nay. Okay. 2007's Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. This is a no, right? I mean, For me, I that's a consideration because all that you know is on this list. <laughs> uh, like, oh actually, goodness. he actually he actually has a point. Our list is getting shorter and shorter. No, yeah. it's okay. It's okay. We'll. I think we'll add some more as we get closer to the end. So I'm gonna say no on this. I don't know. Wait, did who else said? I'm voting no. Brandon, I say no. Okay. Oh man. I, 2008's Punisher Warzone, which I, I, uh, I'll admit I've never watched, but I do hear that there, there are fans of this movie, even more than the first one. So I don't know. Have any of you guys seen this? Yeah, I've seen it. It's pretty it's gritty. A, it, it's, it's really yeah, gritty. It's a grittier take. Like he blows yeah. up a guy with a rocket launcher. Yeah. Uh, so, I, okay, I will defer to you two. If you've seen it and you guys think it's worth discussing, I will vote whatever you guys vote. No, it's large. It's largely forgettable. I say nay. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was probably more noticeable, or it was less noticeable than the original one, simply because less people saw it. I think. But I can yeah. see the argument. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, then l- let's move on. Uh, 2009's. Oh Jesus. 2009's <laughs> oh. X Men Origins Wolverine. This yes. is a hard no. The best hard, appearance hard of Deadpool yes yet. <laughs> What'd you say, Art? Hard yes for me. Ryan Reynolds, baby. 
<laughs> Sorry, no. Hard no. No, Hard that, no. that is how you waste Ryan Reynolds. Just watch Blade <laughs> Trinity. No. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Just, just Thank watch you. Blade Trinity. Right? They waste him there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh more so than Origins, I think. But yeah, all right. <laughs> no, at least he has he could talk with his witty mouth in Trinity. Like X Men First Class, was, or, I'm sorry, X Men uh, Origins Wolverine was just a bad showing for Ryan Reynolds. They sewed his mouth shut. He sliced a bullet and killed two dudes with it. Great, uh, no, whatever. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say this is a no, right? Uh, the rest, uh, it's, besides no. art, is very loud about this. Oh, I'm going no with this. <laughs> Hard no. Okay, 2011's X Men First Class. I, I think you guys know where I'm going with this. This is top 10. This yeah, is top, top 10. 10. Yeah, I say agree. All right, top 10. So we got two in the top 10 right now. 2011's Ghost Rider Spirit of, Avenge- of Vengeance? Uh, uh, it, it was no, worse than the original. Was second Ghost Rider. Is, this the one, is this the one where in the, in the teaser he like pees fire? Yes. Yeah, uh, I think so. It was worse one. than the original. I didn't, even know the, <laughs> no. I didn't even know there was a second one. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not good. This one has Idris Elba. I remember that too. Oh my god! Oh. Like Idris Elba, Chris Evans, and Ryan Reynolds are some of the few actors that have gotten away with playing more than one Marvel character. Usually, because one of the others is just a shit movie, and no, yeah. one, oh, yeah. no one notices. No, no one watches. Oh, I notice. I, I thought he, was, he saw everything, dude. He saw everything in that movie. On the He's- DC side, you got Mark Strong. Right, who was Sinestro, and then he was the villain in Shazam. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. nobody cared about Sinestro. Yeah. Uh, so th- I'm going to go with a no for this. Uh, 2012's The Amazing Spider-Man. I- yes. I'll, go, I'll go for yeah, your I liked consideration. It. Yeah, I, think yeah it, I liked it. It's a good movie. I think it was, okay. a, it was a solid Spider-Man take, but it wasn't original was the problem. Even though Andrew Garfield tried to take this like almost like hipster version of Spider-Peter Parker out. I think he still did a good job, though. Yeah, he did. 2013's The Wolverine. Uh, I'll go for your consideration. I, like I also one. like, I yeah. actually like this film. I think yeah, it's a good film. I like that film. I think it was better than um, than, uh, than the origins. So yeah, well, yeah, one, that's yeah, saying. that's obvious. In fact, <laughs> I don't even. I think just because it's better doesn't also mean it should make our list. That's, oh oh <laughs> yes, it, it does. Good. Okay. I mean, um, you know, Wolverine origins should be on there too. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so to our audience, you could just tell how serious uh, Art's taking this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think this falls under Marvel movie. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. 2014's Big Hero <clears throat> Six. Yeah, I would count that under Marvel umbrella. So yeah. it's okay. it's based off a Marvel comic, but it yeah. doesn't really do any actual Marvel storyline, right? Or any uh, like storyline from the comic? No, they. I mean, I, I never read the comic, and I didn't read it too much into it. My understanding is they essentially completely rewrote and retconned everything about this film. They just took it as an inspiration more than anything. by the name, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Be- because uh, I don't know if I even count this. The original character on there that was supposed to be a part of it was Sunfire, and he is nowhere to be present, like nowhere found. Mm, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what tied it in with um, Marvel itself, the universe. Look, I added to this list, but we can debate. Like, does it even belong on this list? I don't think so, to be honest with yeah, you. I don't think okay. it's a Marvel movie. Okay. By any- I think for the most part it should, because even in like – because the characters are actually still based on that team largely for the most part. Like Honey Lemon, Hero, you know, that it's kind of baby. Really Max. aggressive retcon. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to include it there, but I don't think it really belongs there. Uh, we already got two nays. So, I mean, I'm not going to push the topic um, too, too much. 2014's The Amazing Spider-Man 2. 
I'm going to go with a nay on this one. Nay. I think it deserves to be for your consideration. Well, that's already two nays. So. It's already two nays. You vote yes for the it's Hulk, out. but you vote no for this one. What the hell? 2014's X-Men Days of Future Past. Yes. I, top, would, top say, I would say for your consideration. That's I think for your yeah. consideration. I, for I think, okay. Well, I, I was leaning that way too, for your consideration. All right. The next, the next one's a hard yes for Arthur. 2015's uh, Fantastic Four. This one was the one directed by Josh Trank. Absolutely uh, not. <laughs> thank you, because I don't think so either. <laughs> no. Mind no. you, it's one of the lowest like reviewed mar- um, comic book movies on Rotten Tomatoes history. I think it's it's like, really sad. Because it's like, what, nine? Less than, it's less than 10%. The beginning is actually pretty good. It's that the later half that's super bad. It's actually good. No, I don't. I don't want to say actually good. It's it's a much better movie in before they even get the powers. Yes, it's like after they get their powers, it yes. like becomes this terrible, just yeah. mess of a movie, which it just really drags the movie down now. But it's also the first time we see Michael B. Jordan in a comic book movie. That's true, and he then went on to play a much much better role. Oh yeah, <laughs> and died. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> oh yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on, 2016's Deadpool. Yes, I uh, I think this deserves to be on the top 10. Okay, yes. I agree. Yeah. Top 10? I what think, about you, Art? Um, I was going to say for your consideration, but I could see the top 10. I could see that. Uh, let's just do for your consideration because I'm also in that boat. Okay. Okay. 2016's X-Men Apocalypse, <laughs> I, hard no. I, I mean, hard no, I would say a soft no. Don't be mean. Don't be mean. <laughs> I yeah, mean, Derek, you're, move, you're following blind leaders. <laughs> just, just, just no. Did, did not succeed with me for definitely uh, or on a lot of levels. I think the villain is very, I, I mean, I love Oscar Isaac and I was so excited, right, for Oscar Isaac to be Apocalypse. And it just, it really didn't amount to anything. They don't give enough to any of the other quote unquote villains, right? His horsemen. And mm. uh, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, as, as sad as to say this, the new cast, right? Or the young cast is just not as compelling as the old cast. Nope. Yeah. I mean, no, that's, yeah, that's a fair statement. I mean, all right, l- let me just put it in this perspective. If you look at its, you know, its successor, then X Men Apocalypse becomes Oscar worthy. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I think it's just you, you start seeing you see a very noticeable decline in the series. Yeah, like how did you go this wrong? Is really the kind of wasted Psylocke, too. and especially when they were set up so well mm-hmm, after Days mm-hmm. of Future Past, they had exactly. they had everything provided to them after yeah. Days of Future Past. They had so much potential. I mean, Days of Future's Past was like you can like it or you can say it was mediocre, but it was a solid movie at the very least. And like you said, it set everything up so well. There's so many interesting directions they took with it, and they took it to X Men Apocalypse. Yay! Um, it's <laughs> yeah. okay though, because Oscar Isaac is going to be a better Miguel than. <laughs> All right. Well, I sorry, Brandon. I think this is not moving on. No, no, uh, it's fine. No, we're, we're good. <laughs> 2017's Logan. I think that's a top ten. That's a top ten. A top ten. That's that's how you send off someone from from their movie career. Look, look, this this is going to make the top ten list, 
But just to make a statement, this is going into your your consideration for now because I think this movie is a little bit overrated. <laughs> not to say that I don't think it's top ten material, I have so much but I am, to say. I'm making a statement. It's not going straight to the top. I have 10. So much to say. You're just causing controversy. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. 2018's Deadpool two. For your consideration. For, for yeah, for your consideration. It's not a bad movie. I actually like. I actually like um, the take on Cable a lot. Yeah, that's true. All right, for your consideration, I'll put it there. What about you, Art? What were you going to say anyway? Uh, I was going to say we got a big list of for your consideration at this point. That's, so fine. I that's, wasn't, okay. that's, that's the yeah. fun part. Right. It's going to get bigger right now. 2018's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This for me is top 10. Absolutely I mean, top I, 10 I'm material. pretty sure that's yeah, it's going to be like either number one or number two. Oh, this is absolutely number one. Oh, no. actually, Yes. This uh, is number that's one. what I'm saying. This like number, number one or number two. Number one. I think if I were to like predict forward, I think this is my number one. But I would say put it at least on the top ten so we can debate it out. All right, 2018's Venom. Nah, there's something uh, respectable about their take on Venom. I'm also just gonna say no. I'll wait for Venom two. That's what I was gonna say. I'll wait for Venom two. I don't know. I think the villain is very. The villain is terrible. The villain is awful. But I like Tom Hardy. Yeah, I like Tom Hardy. Like when he actually gets yes. Venom, it becomes yes. a much better and he's, movie. He is a he is a great Eddie Brock slash Venom yeah. character. And I think oh, yeah. his his performance lifts that movie far above than what it need, what it should be, really. Yeah, but it's just the movie overall is just it's not just not good. Yeah. Not great. And the sound so, quality the sound quality was really bad during the movie too. This last movie? 2019's Dark Phoenix. This, uh, no, this that was is... a movie. <laughs> Goodbye, forever X Men universe. <laughs> I I guess that one's not going to rise from the ashes. Oh wow! Eh? Oh, eh? Gosh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm guessing that's a no for most of you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. All right, so we're going to move into round two. So we already have three in our top ten, which is Spider Man Two, X Men First Class, and Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. And for your consideration, we have Blade. X-Men, Blade 2, Spider-Man, X2, X-Men United, Hulk, The Punisher, The Amazing Spider-Man, The Wolverine, X-Men Days of Future Past, Deadpool, Logan, and Deadpool 2. So to get this moving along, I'm... You're going to kick out the Hulk, that's what. <laughs> no, we're going to... I'm guessing Logan is going to make top 10, right? Yes. Yep. I think it should have okay. been there already. I know. Yep. But I'm going to speak my piece right now because I do think that they're... they're Parts of this movie that are very overrated. I think the villain is very lackluster. I think it's it's a terrible, terrible villain. And I I don't particularly like Patrick Seward's Professor X in this. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I I don't. It's just like this where this character has gone. I I've never. I don't see it going there. Uh, if that makes any sense. So like it, it was just a take on the character that I didn't really quite appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I honestly don't honestly don't like when movies are violent for the sake of being violent. Uh, and I do kind of get that from this movie, especially because like I've grown to appreciate this character for being PG and PG 13. And I know people are like, well, it's Wolverine. It, it needs the violence of me. Well, you love this character that didn't have this violence. Why does it need it now? So yeah, there, there was just some missteps for me in this in this movie that I don't think it's a bad movie. I just don't think it's as great as I think everyone says it is. 
I agree. I think the movie has its flaws, but I think its characterization is really has been its strongest point. And it, I think it's a worthy send off to a character that uh, a character actor combo that's really had its ups and downs. Right. You know, you can talk about the highs of X-Men and uh, Days of Futures Past. And you can talk about, of course, the lows of X-Men origi- Origins, despite what Art might say about that film. Greatest <laughs> I think I, I think they really did Hugh Jackman a service by sending him off in this fashion. And my understanding was this is the kind of X-Men, this is the kind of Wolverine film he wanted to make. This is the kind of Wolverine that he wanted to play and represent. And I and you can sort of see it in the way he acted for this film was that like he really carried he really carried that character this far and he closed it in a pretty admirable way all things considered. And I really liked the bitter take on uh, Serge Patrick Stewart's Professor X. I mean, I know it's not the most what we think of Professor X, but that's why I think it's great is because it brings new dimension to the character, at least for that singular film. Mm -hmm. You know, Derek, your, your take on the violence of the movie is so interesting because even though it is R rated, I feel the complete opposite. I actually feel as though it isn't violence for the sake of violence. You have a man who's trying to get away from it all. I mean, if we're going to talk about violence for the sake of violence, I mean, we're probably going to end up putting Deadpool on the top 10 list. I mean, there's a there's your violence for the sake of violence. I think I mean, I have the exact same argument for Deadpool. Mm -hmm. So like it's not I'm not. Like oh, I'm not saying I, one over the other. Man, I thought I had you bottlenecked. No, no. <laughs> I thought uh, I had I you. Think Logan, there is some violence for the sake of like. There's there's a scene where he, he straight up like puts his claws up against someone's neck, and you just see the blades like coming through the guy's head. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's very visceral for a movie that like never in the past didn't have that. I don't necessarily think it needs. That, that's just my point. Like you don't think it serves the story or the character anymore than character before. anymore because I've already appreciated this character for what it is. I've never clamored for like this ultra violent Wolverine. So, so what about what about Blade then? Because Blade technically he's pretty violent with the vampires. They just kind of disappear though, you know. But that's the thing that's set up in the very first movie, right? So there's this drastic change in, in Logan. Because it is a, lo- a rated R mm-hmm. movie, right? Where it goes from the guy never really shows blood. Or like, you know, in other X movies, there's no really no blood. There's no, like, you see kind of like his fists go into people and like you you get the, you understand that his blades are going to them, but it's never this like violent, like visceral act against somebody versus like there's very purposeful like kill shots in Logan. Right. It shows the gore almost yeah. like it's for the sake of gore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I can, I think I can understand your point on why that's not the most appealing aspect of this film for you. But I honestly think the highs of the film are too high to ignore just based on just like the care, based on the actors and how they present the characters. And I haven't even gone into Daphne Keene, by the way, who was great as X23. I never thought Logan wasn't going to make this top 10 list. I was just trying to. Give a little spin on it, right? I don't want it to be this clear cut. It is going to make our top 10 list, even though I knew it was going to make our top 10 list. <laughs> you're just trying to, you're trying to treat the movie like Logan treated his daughter in the end. And then like, he's going to accept it. I'll accept just it. Like yeah. I'll accept I'll it. Hold it. <laughs> to, to move it on to the t- top 10 list. Yeah. 
This list I'll... is just trying to call you daddy. Come on now. <laughs> oh, wow. <Jeez. laughs> That's gross. Uh, <laughs> does anyone want to nominate anything else? Uh, I think Deadpool belongs on the top ten. Deadpool is a character that is pretty unique in comic book fandom and but also like it really takes the whole comical part of a comic book character and which is part of his characterization in comics and puts that really well done on the big screen especially with the fourth wall breaking and again this comes down to the actor that carries it ryan reynolds loves this character and he plays it like he loves it and i think that comes through really well throughout the movie it's just fun to watch yes it's Yes, it's a little bit of violence for the sake of violence. But by the end of the day, it totally suits the character. The actor's having a huge amount of fun playing it. And it's presented in a way that's hugely hilarious through the whole film. And it's just, it's a fun watch that I don't think anyone can argue against that aspect of it alone. What about you guys? Yeah, I completely agree. I, yep, second that. (laughs) Art? I actually agree with you, Derek, that it's a little overrated. Yeah, it's really funny. I really loved what they did with uh, Colossus. Like, that mm-hmm. is a very funny take on Colossus. Or the relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I love that. And it's, yeah, like, I have a hard time because I really do want to put it on the list. But then looking at some of the other movies, too, I do feel like they deserve it a little more than Deadpool. Okay, let let's shelve it for now. This is not a, a no yet, but let's let's move on. Just because I'm also not completely convinced, but I I am on the very tip of saying like I think it does belong. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, but I want to see what what uh, some of the other ones that fall off or make it into the top ten list. Brandon, how about what about you? Why don't you nominate something? I'm gonna nominate X Men Days of Future Past. Oh, okay. That this is a good debate. That over X two. Yes. Hmm. And the reason I say it uh, is honestly the cast because X2 is is amazing. Uh, I I love the backstory with Wolverine. The the story is amazing. The characters are further developed in a in what feels a very natural sense. Um but X-Men Days of Future Past gets the original cast with the new cast and there's no beating having Michael Fassbender on your yeah. side. I mean, yeah. he. I. I mean, Ian McKellen is amazing, but then Michael Fassbender comes along and he just takes it to a whole new level, and you get the. You just get a mix of everything. I think it's. Uh, it's a really nice cocktail of a movie, and it tastes delicious watching. <laughs> That's the greatest analogy in the world. I mean, I'm looking at our list, and like, I wouldn't be mad if we had three X Men movies on it, like, because I. I personally still love X2 more than Days of Future Past, but I also agree with everything you said. Like, I think X-Men Days of Future Past is this culmination, is this, like, movie that almost feels like it shouldn't work, but it works mm-hmm. really well. But if you want to nominate that, like, I would want to see X2 make it first, in a sense. I, I agree. X, X-Men Days of Future Past is great in the sense that they... They pulled. They essentially pulled off the, uh, to the best degree possible what would be an extremely difficult task, which is pulling both of those universes together and doing so in a fairly cohesive way, dealing with time travel of all things, which is like movie Pandora's box. But I do agree with you, Derek. The X two I think is just a better movie, and 
to Brandon's point about characterization, I actually think X2 carries the characters a lot better. There's a lot more development in the characters, whereas in, in X-Men Days of Futures Past, a lot, most of the characters are there just to be there. More than X2, where I think there's some de- actual character development and conflict. What about you, Art? I'm going to agree with Brandon here that it does mm. belong in the top 10 because one scene. Over Quicksilver. X2? Yeah, over X2. Okay. Because of Quicksilver. That scene was very amazing. Oh man, so well, good. Are you no? But you're thinking about the one. Are you thinking about the one in first class? Uh, no, he's not in no, first there's class. no Quicksilver in first class. Yeah, he's not in first class. Dude. Oh, you're right. It is. Days of, oh, yeah. and then they redo it in Apocalypse, which is terrible. Yes. Okay. Yes. And yes. That, yes. That was the reason why. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's true. That that is a very iconic scene in the whole. I mean, if we're talking about amongst these these movies remaining, um, yeah. X two. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind if it was on there too, because that first so, scene with Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, also. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, should we just put both of them? Like, do I they just so. both? I think they belong? both deserve to be on there. I'm, I'm down with that. And we, if we end up, yeah, that's fine. Because if we end up kicking one out, that's yeah. Put them both for now, and then we'll we'll see who gets booted off. Maybe. No, no, no. Uh, Once it's in, it's in, man. It's in. <laughs> <laughs> it's in. All right. No, I'm. I'm I good like with how that. we have that though. Like. It's three X-Men movies in a row, like right there. Logan, X-Men yeah. Days of Future Past, and X2. Well, we also have First Class. Yeah, we have First Class. <laughs> yeah. It's four X-Men well, let's movies. let's be honest. This is, this is the Marvel non-MCU. There's a lot been a lot more X-Men movies than anything else. So it's like, oh, well, I guess right. it's like that and Spider-Man movies. So it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be either or. Okay, Art, why don't you nominate some? Okay. Huh. There's only four slots left. Four I slots know. left. This is hard, dude. This is hard. With... Looks like ten movies left. So that, it, it gets difficult. It's really difficult. Don't you dare say the Punisher. I'm gonna nominate actually the Wolverine. The Wolverine. I am looking at this list, and I would go back and. Okay, well, let's talk about the Wolverine first. I actually do love the Wolverine a lot too. I love the Japan setting. Yes, I love that. It's it's really funny if you kind of look at because both the Wolverine and Logan were directed by James Mangold. Yes. And it's almost like what he did with Logan, what he did with Logan is what he really wanted to do, but then he tried to do elements of it with In, the Wolverine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the, the sense of like losing, losing his, his powers. Healing. Yeah. 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 Uh, this kind of like lone ranger, right? It's yeah. both of them are very kind of Western-y. He has a Japanese um, daughter in the other one. Just kidding. <laughs> kind of, yeah, right? Yeah, right. A Japanese, like, companion. Yeah. Like, a younger companion. Yeah, so it's, like, it's kind of interesting that he kind of made two very similar movies. I do like The Wolverine, but I don't I don't know yet if I can move it on. I don't know. About, what about scene. the other guys? The train scene. I think the problem, like, we have to, going through the list, we probably have to go through the list some more, but I don't know if the Wolverine is a lock on for the top 10. Like, here's my deal with the Wolverine, and I actually really like the film. To me, it's one of the most enjoyable X-Men slash derivative films. But it's, I don't think it's a really remarkable film in its own right. It's very by the numbers. It plays everything safe. Uh, it doesn't really do much extra for the character as a whole. And as Derek correctly mentioned, I think it's been pointed out before that Logan was really the film that he really wanted to make. Wolverine is what he was allowed to do at that time, just based on, you know, again, when it came down to the violence and how hardcore he wanted to dive into the character's psyche and the fact that he's losing his powers. 
but I don't think that makes the Wolverine a great film in its own right. But maybe within this list, it could shuffle itself in at the end. Yeah, let's uh, let's table it for now. I will say this though. I will say this. I didn't vote for the Hulk, and uh, I bet you guys didn't see that one coming. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think you're also smart because we would have quickly, me and Jeff would have quickly eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even deserve to be in this for your consideration conversation. But that brings up a good point. Let's now that we've all kind of nominated something, we've kind of had things that like we we're talking about and things that already moved on. Let's do. Is there anything that we can just like? I mean, sorry, Art, outright get rid of, and I think it's the Hulk. Mm-hmm. I also th- probably think it's the Punisher. We're probably not going to miss that one. Okay, yeah. so that's two. Brandon, is there anything you think that can be just eliminated outright right now? Yeah, but you don't want to hear it. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> what is it? The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh. Ah. And, I, the only, and I'm going to tell you this. This is my reason. Okay, give, it, give us why. This give is, us why. Yeah, this I'd like is, to know why. I understand that I'm completely on one end of the spectrum with this. I just don't like his take on Peter Parker. Mm. I, mm. I, I don't. Yeah, he is that I, like cool, suave, yeah. almost. Yeah, he's like, hip, he's, like, he's beating up like Flash Thompson and doing basketball scenes and like being real cool. And like, I, I don't like, where do you get off playing Peter Parker cool? Mm. That's don't change that. And so mm. it it doesn't work for me. I thought Lizard was disgusting to look at and watch. <laughs> but I guess he had some good stuff going with Gwen, I suppose. I mean, Emma Stone was decent. I just don't like the movie. I would give it like a 4 out of 10. Mm. Whoa, that's pretty harsh. I, th- I really liked his take on it. I thought it was pretty... I think it was a fresh take on Peter Parker. I mean, I, it's not my favorite Peter Parker take right now. Uh, especially with the current MCU rendition. But at the time, I mean, to be honest, if you compared it to Tobey Maguire, who after three films, it was just really boring at that point. And Andrew Garfield comes in and tries to do this more, well, to be honest, hipster version of Peter Parker. I thought it was just an interesting take. I don't I don't know if I would say I like, like, like it, but I thought it was just, it was nice to see something different. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I was gonna say that, Jeff. It, just because it's interesting doesn't mean it's good. Mm-hmm. I like. I know Tobey Maguire's like Spider Man went this weird direction in in, in Spider Man Three, but I would say that he's he's very good in in one and two. Mm-hmm. So I kind of agree with Brandon here. Like, uh, I don't fault him for wanting to get rid of this movie. I I'm okay with letting it fall off. Honestly, I think it deserves to be more on this list than some other films. Uh, okay. What else would you want to get rid of then, Jeff? I'm going to nominate the original X-Men. I don't think it was that remarkable of a film. I think it was remarkable for its time. It was a, you know, it was a half-decent comic book movie, which movies like Blade was standing, which not many people recognize as a comic book movie. X-Men was, oh, this is cool. It's a recognizable comic book that actually has a semi-decent movie and by semi-decent I mean it didn't really carry that well with critics and I don't think it carried terribly well with audiences either but it was good enough to make money mm-hmm. and it was good enough not to be completely booed out of the box office but I don't think it was a great film in any right and I honest, and I honestly think the Amazing Spider-Man film uh, reboot was a superior film and also did better taking chances with source material okay wanna, I want to still... I pers- I don't know. What about the other guys? 
if X-Men leaves, that's fine with me. Yeah, I don't I don't really mind All either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. it's gone. I was gonna say we can keep it around for a little bit, but I, I think it's gone then. Yeah. Should we put Deadpool in? I think it deserves to be there. I feel like it was close enough. I don't know. Like it, I know it was me and Art that kind of one thing we have to respect about Deadpool, it really did something different for the franchise. And it, and it, as best as it could, it revitalized what's left of Fox's comic book ambitions. I'm going to be honest and, think, and say that Deadpool 2, I think, was technically a better movie than Deadpool 1. But it's just Deadpool 1 was so much more different at the time. Uh, yeah, I actually, I kind of agree with that. Um, I think Deadpool 2 had really Oh, well, Deadpool 1 had great side characters, but Deadpool 2 had Cable, it oh, had Domino. Yeah. yeah. It had Weasel. Uh, Weasel. Uh, Weasel. Uh, Weasel? <laughs> well, let's not talk about Weasel. <sighs> uh, <laughs> What's her name? Uh, but mind you, Deadpool 2 rehashed a lot of the stuff that was originally in, the, in Deadpool 1, really. And then Deadpool 2 has the problem with fridging Vanessa's character. Yes. So... That was the one problem with Deadpool 2. Ooh, this is hard. Um, yeah. I personally don't think like both these movies are like amazing to the point where I would I can differentiate one over the other. So just for the sake of originality, I think one still holds a better spot for me than two. But it doesn't have cable. <laughs> it does not have cable. It does not have cable. That's that would be my one argument. Jeff and Brandon, you guys are still yes on Deadpool, right? I'm still yes on Deadpool. Yes for Deadpool. You know what? I'm going to give it a yes, and then we're just going to move it up, right? Because it only needs three of us. Sorry, Art. All right. Deadpool 2, where does that go, then? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. I mean, we slipped through I mean, to be honest, I think it deserves part of the conversation. You're right. I think Deadpool 2, Deadpool 2 is, in some respects, this better movie. I just think Deadpool... But it used, it used what it built was built in Deadpool 1 to get there. Yeah, I mean that's why that's how I feel about Rush Hour and Rush Hour Two. We're not even talking about Rush Hour right now. Get back on topic. It's always about Rush Hour. Oh, good lord! Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. Okay, I I will go back to actually nominating one for the top ten. I say my piece. I think Blade Two deserves a spot in the top ten. I think it is a far superior movie than the first one. Wesley Snipes is actually a very good Blade. It actually has a really genuinely cool premise right it's like vampires that eat other vampires that are they're basically crack addicts that need blood and it's the only movie i think on this list or any yeah well yeah it's the only movie to be directed by an oscar-winning director and it's the only movie that really has i think that director's vision like you like when you see that movie you see guillermo del toro Mm. right in his monster design in the way he kind of treats that movie. Actually, in his cinematography think, too, actually. Yeah, so like for me, I think Blade, that's what really holds up for Blade too. is just that I think it's really his vision and it's an interesting vision for me. Second. Yeah, third. Yep. All right. Yes. That's all I wanted, Blade 2. I think the ending for Blade 2 is very poetic too. Oh, yeah. Yes, with the, I mean, like the fact that he yeah. kind of like relates to Nisa and then like... Yeah. Who uh, he yeah, hates it's actually the really most, nice. right? Yeah, it's like what he hates yeah, yeah. the most. He relates to, yeah, relates. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a really good point about that ending. And dude, that that vampire design where it like splits open at the bottom jaw, like that's so, just so cool. Yeah. That's like that's, that's awesome. Guillermo del Toro. Right? It, it really was yeah. like oh, 
But I think yeah. you're right. The stylistically, the whole film just um, oozes of his stylistic and cinematography. Um, his choices as a director, the whole film really like carries his vision really well and through the whole thing without so much compromise that I think we see in a lot of really modern day films, which is mm-hmm. honestly refreshing when you look back at it. And this is a quick sidebar. Was that the first collaboration between Del Toro and Ron Perlman? I don't know. I don't think so. I I swear I had the impression that he put Ron Perlman in the movie because they've worked together before. That's what I thought, but I can't remember. I was just wondering. I guess a quick search would be like, when did Hellboy come out, right? I think it's Uh, Hellboy Hellboy was 2004. Mm, so that was oh that it could be i would have to yeah we'd have to look back at their filmography together and see if it is but yeah like that's that's like one of those like actor director duos right that like has kind of worked on different projects together and this is also one of the first times i think we saw donnie yen in an american movie um which was really interesting i did not think of that i looked it up and uh it looks like they've worked together way before and they've worked together in the 90s yeah Oh, with wow. uh, wow. I think the first film that he did was Kronos, and that was Ron Perlman was in it too. Oh, okay. oh, was he was he in Mimic? Lenny Chisk? I don't know. I know Del Toro did Mimic too, right? Yes, he did. Um, and no, he was not in Mimic. It doesn't oh, okay. look like. Yeah. All right. Well, we have five more movies left. Two slots. So what we're, let's 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 try this. Let's go to each person. Let's what what would be the two that you would want to move on right now? And let's see if there's any overlaps. Right. Jeff, what about you? What what would be the two that you would want to move on at this point? Oh, I'm going to cast my vote for the Amazing Spider-Man and the original Spider-Man. Okay. What about you, Brandon? Uh, I would say the original Spider-Man, O2, and the Wolverine. Art? Oh, thank you, Brandon. The Wolverine. <laughs> what about you? You have choice? a second choice. And the Wolverine again. And the Wolverine again. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> X2 Wolverine. <laughs> all right. All right. For real, though. For real, though. Um, I'll do Deadpool 2 then. If I were to. Yeah. Oh, we are all um, over But Spider-Man is really, is really good, too. Sorry. So we have two for. We, we currently have two for Spider-Man, two for the Wolverine, right? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, then one for Deadpool you, 2. One for... It's all up to you. Oh, that is all up to me. This is I don't like this. I don't like making it. <laughs> you could do Wolverine two times. I mean, you could do Spider Man two times <laughs> again. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> you know what? I I have. I think I have to do this. I think for me, the two would be Spider Man and the Wolverine. I think that's yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. I I do think because Spider Man for me was the clear choice. I think that out of these five left though, which were blade spider-man deadpool 2 amazing spider-man and wolverine spider-man is the best of this bunch and i just i think i like the wolverine more than i like the amazing spider-man mm. jeff that's fine that's fine i think i, I think I'm a, I'm a bit of a minority when it comes to the amazing spider-man i don't hate that movie as much as we, <laughs> as yeah, Brandon, I don't hate it either, but, yeah. <laughs> but i i do see its flaws and oh yeah I for do, sure i i think i enjoy the Wolverine more than I do the Amazing Spider-Man, and I've already made my piece about Blade. I think Blade Two is just a far superior movie, so I was never going to give my vote to Blade. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's our top ten, um, which we will uh, we'll figure out a way to 
actually rank these as, as a collective group. So this is just, I'm spinning it out. So not in any particular order and they're not ranked. Just say it's Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is number one. We all know it. This will just be the order we put them on the list. So Spider-Man 2, X-Men First Class, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Logan, X-Men Days of Future Past, X2, X-Men United, Deadpool, Blade 2, Spider-Man, and The Wolverine. Like I said, we'll figure out a way to maybe try to rank this and we'll put it up on like Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Art, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Mixed Bag of Nuts. Jeff? I'm on Instagram as well, the.other.jwayne. Brandon. Hey, this is Brandon, and you can find me on this podcast. Other than that, I'm off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me, Derek, at the wrong day. Dayk spelled D-A-Y-I-K. And you can also find me on my other podcast, the Strange Harpers Podcast, where we are doing a NBC's Hannibal rewatch, kind of uh, uh, going through the seasons. We're actually already on season two, uh, which is a lot of fun. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. Please do us a favor and give us a great rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. If you have any questions, comments, or thoughts, or anything we've said, you can email us at geeksinapodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.